I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Baby bitches leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. The movies. Scotty Boy here with The Beef. This is take two, as they say in the movie business. We just had a little audio we're having, trouble. We're having all kinds of technical and physical and... A cartoonish just, start. What the fuck? Fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger's framed photo fell off the wall of kings for crying out loud and moments ago. one of my... I had some, what I'm learning is called weeping in the pipes in the wall, and a little water eked out onto the floor. Drainage, which, Eli. Which, your boy's drainage. got a little bit of PTSD from the real flood. Oh, word? So just, oh, yeah. So just seeing water in mm. the chill zone again, I feel like I'm going to fucking puke. Yeah, I'm out on it as well. I'm so, so out. People are trying to take us down. I we're think- a, We're under attack. I Quite think frankly. that there is a concerted effort by some sort of like black ops, Illuminati, just... Are you a secret agent sent here to ruin my evening and possibly my entire life? Well, I'm shot out of a cannon with fucking Daniel Day-Lewis I was going to say, there's... Too deep in, weren't... There's somebody out to get us. I don't know who it is. I imagine it's someone we've offended over the last few years. No. Could be anybody. It was... Blame it all on Hank. Yeah, we should like sacrifice Hank so these people leave us alone. Oh wow. Sounds like a horror movie in its own right. But yeah, the let's race through everything we did that didn't get picked up. Uh, I got the booster today. I feel weird. Mildly fucked up. How you doing, booster? <laughs> um I don't remember what that's from. I think it's jerky boys. Um sounds jerky boys. Tomorrow is probably when you'll feel it, so I hope you have a nice big day at work planned. Oh yeah. Of course I do. Just more podcasting. It should be fine. And some work. You have work and another po- the other pod tomorrow? Yes. Tell the boys I said hello. Hell yeah. South Shore boys, check it out, folks. I still got to come on that pod. Ooh, hell yeah. Love that. Saturdays? Saturdays. Usually morning, after. How many Saturdays. people are there? It's you, Dan, Logan. And Tyler. And Tyler. Mm. Okay. Bring a fifth? I was going to say, we that'd can, be a big pod. We can all talk over each other and have a laugh. I mean, we can do it here if they're, <laughs> if they're interested. Ooh, that'd be dope. Yeah. They'd, they'd love that. We have enough chairs and enough. I mean, they'd have to bring one more microphone. It's enough. Oh, it's a four input. Do they have a fucking five channel? Two people would have to rock star. Yeah. Ooh, that could is be basically fun. what would that, because that, I don't have an, I don't have an interface. We're doing technical shit on the air. That's really exciting to listen to. Hey guys, movies and us talking about another pod that you don't listen to, <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. Get in there, folks. Scotty's got two pods. I should start a second pod, um, but I have nothing else of interest to discuss. And Rian and I movies. have discussed this about like us doing a pod together. And I'm like, it would be great, dude. Hell but yeah. like, we're both just like duds right now. Like it would be like our, the thing we would have would have to be like a, 
like a fun like dating in Boston, just like goofball, like we tell funny stories. And like, I just feel like I'm not interesting anymore. So talking about stuff that I didn't create or was not involved in is much more my speed than a pod where I have to just shoot from the hip and be like, my own life is something worth listening to. You can harken back to your fucked up quote unquote glory days. As a retired, uh, just doing war stories every week that I'm like ashamed of that aren't even that weren't even fun. <laughs> yeah, you're just like suffering through telling them because you're not proud of. I was gonna say I have a lot of negative memories of like there's some obviously it's not all bad but like for the most part like as a sober guy it just wasn't fun at all. Mm. And the last like real memory that I have is of me in my kitchen at two o'clock in the morning with a big, big bowl of Chinese food and this song playing. And I'm going to do this before we get into the news real Ooh, quick. Beautiful. Well, we can do the news with Bed of Lies by Nicki Minaj playing a little bed here. So you're eating Chinese food, listening to this fucked up song, and, and thinking like, thoughts? Moderately in tears. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, I, this is back before my medication when I could sort of still cry. Yeah. Now you vicariously cry through me right. watching turkeys. Standing, and it was from the teriyaki house, which is like the worst Chinese food in Boston. I had a big bowl of beef and broccoli. It wasn't good at all. And I was just staring into space with this song playing <laughs> like, on like, my little sad Bose speaker, just, just thinking like, about killing myself. One tear eking down your face. Just Justin, think- if you're listening, this is not a cry for help. This is not our butt, Dennis. Yeah. This is a war cry for help. Let's do the news, man. Enough about me. Yeah, let's get into some uh, happier stuff. Who died this week, right? <laughs> Let's uh, let's get right well, into. We it. can do that. I got some deaths. Oh. Yeah, let's do some birthdays, death days. I'm gonna do this special music for the deaths because there's some fun ones. Okay. I'll do the deaths before the birthdays. Celebrity stylist Law Roach, um, her or he, I don't know if it's a man or a woman to be honest. Their three-year-old nephew fell to his death from a high-rise building. Oh, their three-year-old nephew died. <laughs> yes. They're getting the... Uh... Um, they may have... Okay. Their three-year-old nephew fell to his death. Okay. So we will say a prayer for you, I get young why, king. I get why you're playing this song to accompany this story. <laughs> the, uh... you, get, you see what I did there? I do. Another death we have is Eddie Mecca, who played the big ragu on Laverne and Shirley. He oh, is also dead. Say it ain't so. And... <clears throat> I'm gonna turn this down just a little bit. Here in heaven. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and Beasts of the Southern Wild actress and friend of the show, John Shell Alexander, is also dead. It's she was up. shot and killed in New Orleans. Oh, wow. Milwaukee rapper Big Juan was shot and killed. He was only 19 years old. How many more do you have? Slim 400, <laughs> uh, the rapper. Oh is dead in our death okay. of the week okay. this is a big category here at the show the death of the week will be nick cannon's five-year-old son he also bit the dust oh, at only five years old nick cannon is hilarious nick cannon is hilarious wow that was a uh coco get off the table you're fucking with the audio. coco bean coco i'm being rude and forceful with you for the first time ever i'm sorry i just dropped you <laughs> stop it i'm sorry princess so that was a lot of deaths. Should I get into those B days just to lighten the mood? Uh, yeah. I okay. mean, Nick okay. Cannon will be fine. He has like 11 kids. Yeah, Nick, don't worry. You have many more. Britney Spears is 40. We're Big J Okerson is 44. Mm. 
Christina Aguilera's birthday is also next week, and she's also going to be 40, rather. Ooh. Amanda Seyfried is 36. Ozzy Osbourne is 73, mate. That was like an Australian accent. Friend of the show, Brendan Fraser, is 53. King. And Jay-Z is 52. Shit, man. Happy birthday, everybody. That's a fun lot. As always, I'd like to see them all at a birthday party together at Bonkers. Or maybe- <laughs> <laughs> He's in. <laughs> oh, we're going deep. Those South Shore references got me. I have a Bonkers related, rela- uh, related little- reveal. Hit me. I was at Bonkers in the fifth grade, and I went into the like tubes, mm. and these older like seventh, sixth, or seventh grade kids started bullying me, and they oh, told me buddy. I wasn't allowed to leave the tubes <laughs> until they said so, and I got really scared. <laughs> and my friend Greg Barbarian actually had my back, and he goes, "Where?" And he's a big dude. He was like, "Where were they? I'm gonna go sort this out, or some, whatever a ten year old would say." Love when someone like that. We'll save the day. And, and I was like, I don't know where they went. And like, I lost them. But like, and then I went home and then I, I cried in my mom's car on the way home. Hell yeah. <laughs> this that is was like me. two stories of me crying and we're like seven <laughs> minutes in. If that was me. I'd still be in that tube at Bonkers. You just would have hidden. This day. <laughs> like, this is my life now, I guess. I mean, while we're doing Oops. all this fucked up nonsense news, uh, you want to talk about that Marilyn Manson stuff? I, there's nothing I would want to talk about more than my boy Marilyn in the news again, dude. I know. I can't believe he's always popping up in the news. He seems like such a, a reasonable, cool guy. Oh, yeah. He doesn't have a fucked up, tortured life with a haunted past. Haunted past. Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, his uh, ex, Evan Rachel Wood, who's an actress on Westworld and was in The Wrestler, a bunch of stuff is accusing Marilyn Manson of threatening to rape her eight-year-old son when they used to date. Eight-year-olds, dude. I was, fuck, I was going to do the same thing. I was waiting to do it. Love where your head's at. In my defense, I did text this to the group text the other day Mm. and claim that bit. Oh, did you? (laughs) I did. I must have missed that. So you might have seen it in your subconscious. I'm not. You're probably right. I'm not ruining the bit. I had that bit about a week ago. <laughs> Eight-year-olds, dude. I mean, it's a great bit. How could you not? I'm glad we're on the same page, though. Hell yeah. But yeah, the as Coco, if he wasn't, get out of here. Yeah, Coco's fucking everything up. As if he wasn't weird enough, an accusation like this, and uh, nothing better. Are than you still a, good, a fan? I'm never not gonna be a fan. He fucking okay. rules. I might wear the shirt tomorrow. <laughs> He's awesome. Who cares? I don't care what he does. I'm a fan for life. I mean, he needs you. I think he's probably going to... I know. Doesn't he doesn't have... Him. I don't know that he has a ton of fans left. Well, I got a lot of like bummed out, sad news this week. Like I'm looking over everything Let's I have. keep it rolling, baby. There's literally nothing in here <laughs> that is interesting. Or that is, I mean, it's all very interesting. That, that was a bit of a slip. No, there's nothing Freudian. in here that's like, a, like, oh, this great movie's coming out. It's all just like people dying and people getting fired and like this kid falling out of a window. Oh, the Supreme Court has been asking to overturn Cosby, Bill Cosby's negative or negative, negative COVID test, his uh, guilty verdict or his not guilty verdict, rather. Rather, the Supreme Court wants Cosby back in jail. Hmm. Well, if he was only you here. know, oh, here he is. Wow, I didn't do it. I'm very innocent. 
You know, I find that hard to believe, Bill, because uh, I think you have 56 accusers. No, no, no. It was 57. Um, but they're all liars <laughs> and whores. I just, me and my wife, Camille, and everything's good. Okay. What do you have in that can over there? Can I see that for a minute? I want to read the ingredients. Uh, I'm drinking a White Claw, Bill. You okay, wanna, okay. You want to get your mitts on that? Here you go. Take it back and take a big sip. Don't think about it. Okay, I feel like... Don't pause. Tam- nope, there's nothing in it. You took this off camera for a Don't second. Don't smell I'm, it. I'm a little concerned. Do not smell that drink. Okay, I'll just take drink it. Take a big it. sip. I only got two, so I'll, I'll just down, drink it, hoops. I think he's passed out. I'm going to make my move. <laughs> okay. The uh, end. <laughs> so Scott just got raped by Bill Cosby. Wow. Hold on one second. And at this moment, I think we'll get into some real movie news. What do you think of this? It only took us like 15 minutes <laughs> of like sidetracked weird bits that like if someone goes, you know what? I haven't heard from these guys in a while. Yeah. I'm going to pop this podcast on that they just never listen ever again. Yeah. Hopefully this isn't your first step. We're going through turmoil. I'm I'm boosted. Ang's got all the stuff you mentioned. But true. We're powering through. Did you see that Disney has removed Deep Water, the erotic psychological thriller starring best friend of the show, Ben Affleck and Anna Darmus? I actually did see that, yeah. They've removed it from their release schedule, which basically means it's been shelved and has no... Normally they're like, oh, we're moving it to this date. When they just like remove it, it's... They're trying to erase this movie from history. Why would they do that to us? Yeah, like holding back this passionate vision of a movie starring that once power couple you think j-lo had anything to do with this um i want you to pull deep water yeah i don't i don't want to see him with that older woman (laughs) i don't want to see i don't want to see the sexual chemistry i bet it's really fucking popping off now we're doing like a racist hispanic j-lo accent this is this episode (laughs) is we're swinging for the fences we're so back (laughs) um i don't know i mean i would watch literally anything ben affleck does and say it's great we'll talk about the last duel actually during reviews we will because i loved it and so did you yes welcome to the ridley scott spectacular oh true did you see uh gucci as well i didn't but i'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts i loved it um Can we talk about Billboard releasing the top 10 artists of all time? Of all time. Sure. Who are they? The Beatles, Madonna. This isn't in order, I Mm. don't think. The Beatles, Madonna, Elton John, Elvis Presley, Mariah Carey, Stevie Mm. Wonder, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson. Both Jacksons. That's only eight. Where'd the other two go? Well... I guess I mean, we'll never know. It's a pretty standard list. I'm not, Boring list. I'm not wowed by any of yeah. it. Yeah. I'd like to see like Maiden on there. Yep. Iron Maiden and... Um, <laughs> Halloween. Leftover Crack. <laughs> Rounding out the bunch. Yeah, all those lists are... Oh, Halloween. <laughs> tough. And... Right? Any sort of like all-encompassing, like all-time sort of list. I feel like they make them just so people can look at it and get upset when... Their bands well, are in like the top 10. Well, it also creates like a lightning rod type discussion about music and mm. people can yell at each other and that's not the best band. And yeah. Billboard hasn't really been super relevant for a while. So I think it's like a fun way to get people to talk about Billboard again. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, people, they do stuff like that just to get people buzzing. Like Spotify does their big end of year like mm. 
what are they called? Wrapped or something? Spotify Wrapped, yeah. Yeah, and everyone posts like their top five most played and bands, and they have all these silly categories. One of mine, last year, my most played song was Vin Diesel's. Uh, I feel like I do. There it is. I feel like a real fucking dipshit for not remembering the name of that song. Sorry, Vin. It's an important one. But yeah, this year, it I was hoping it'd be number one again, but it lost the crown. My number one was the Kid Rock's uh, <laughs> Kid Rock. Oh, his new fire track. All summer long. I wish it was this. Don't tell me how to live. We played this already, but I yeah. mean, I'm, this is a music-heavy episode. I don't even care. He's back. Fuck all you hoes. But yeah, all summer long being your most played song of the year makes sense, as it is our outro music. Fans of the show will be familiar. I played it, what, like 50 times? Yeah. At least? I mean, that checks. Checks out. This song, no irony left, it rules. <laughs> this song does kind of honk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. What's that? It's Hank. He's coming down the pike again. This song brings him out of the woodwork. Nah, hoops. I figured I would get all my voices out of the way <laughs> prior to the, the second half of the show. This is a real madcap romp of an episode. What a wild episode this has been so far. The fans last week did not get to hear us. Mm. Uh, Ryan was on vacation. And, uh, you know. Were you minding the chill zone while Rye was on vacay? I was. Wow. I was. I let my slaves run the ranch, and I came here. I hope you didn't hold any, like, meetings or anything fucked up like that. Are you saying that I (laughs) would have my clan brothers here? I mean, it crossed my mind. My clan brothers and I meet in a, a non-disclosed uh, location in the woods of rural Georgia. Oh, so wow. I actually had to take a week off from meeting with my clan members. Brothers, Damn. rather. I got nothing to say. I'm just here. Uh, <laughs> and I am also a member of the Ku Klux Klan, for those okay. that do not remember. Okay. And that's funny, I guess. That's classic, Hank. There he goes. Have he a just, goo. He just took off... He's completely out to lunch. Oh my god! He suplexed the Undertaker on his way out. I can't believe it. By God. I'm never giving up on this bit. I think it's fun. Like wrestling Hank. Like Hank talking about being in the clan. That's just ugh. Anyway. And did you see the second of those fourteen South Park movies mm-hmm. is coming out next week? First one, which we covered a couple weeks ago, maybe on the last show. It's been a bit. It was just called South Park Post-COVID. I thought that was like the best South Park thing they've done in a while. Yeah, it was good. And the new one is called, it's like a sequel to that, South Park Post-COVID, The Return of COVID. Mm. And for people who haven't seen it, it's like it shows them all grown up, like a grown-up Cartman and the whole gang. It was a good bit. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll, I enjoyed this. This most recent one better than the last two. Yeah. So. But uh, those are Paramount Plus exclusives. They're really trying to rope people in. Word from our sponsors. (laughs) 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 Oh, my band. All right. So that's from our biggest sponsor, Cartman Land. Yeah. 
Beautiful. And did you see that Colin Farrell, who's playing the Penguin in the new The Batman movie, has officially signed on to reprise that character in a HBO Max spin-off series called The Penguin. Suck you, Jimmy Buffett! You fucking suck! Carmen's back. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that, actually. Yeah. And I am in? Yeah, they're really going all in on this new Batman. <sighs> They've We got a Penguin series, and they have some sort of series about like the Gotham City Police Department to accompany this new Robert Pattinson Batman movie that comes out in March, I believe. I, the, I think they've that they, they I mean they pushed it three times. I like think it's he got March COVID. Now. I think March sounds right. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, you know, they're committing, they're giving the penguin his own show. I'd prefer a Danny DeVito's penguin solo series if we're gonna give a penguin a show. But we're big DeVito guys here at the show. Are we get did yeah. you are you caught up on the new Always Sunny season fifteen? I saw the first two. I thought they were enjoyable. Hysterical, yeah. yeah. We'll discuss that in reviews as well. Ooh, kids teasing. But yeah, Oswald Cobblepot. I watch any Penguin stuff. I got a good feeling about that new movie. There's a new Halo show. Did you see that trailer? It looks. I did. I'm actually watching trailers again. It looks exactly like how you'd imagine a Halo show would look. Looks like they sunk a fortune into it. And I don't know. Could be good. Is it on Showtime? It that is. That one? Okay. Then, yeah. Let's... let's. Uh, so we can look forward to having a 14-season run and then just... Uh, yeah, Showtime never lets shows die. No. I have a reveal, actually, while we're talking about bogus networks. Hit me. I am still watching star, uh, the show Hightown on Stars about um, the cape and, like, drugs and cops. Cops. You hate to hear this. Yeah, I'm like basically, I think I'm one episode from being caught up on, not not on season one, on season two. I bailed on the show very early in season one. And I don't think anything on earth is funnier than like Boston said cop shows and I couldn't watch this show. I don't know how you're so deep into it. I'm like, and and it's not even a bit. I legitimately love it. And I think it's great. This is fucked up. Reveal. I know friend of the show Parsons is also a high town guy. He's so not even in anymore. He he's bailed. He's out too? Yes. You're on your own, buddy. Fuck you. He bailed on me. It sucks. So it's just me. I'm the only I'm the viewer. James Badgedale is great. He actually he's a good sidecar. Yes. Who pops up in a, a lot of stuff and always does strong cacta actor type work. Cactus. Speaking of which, I know you're fired up about this. Uh They've officially greenlit Magic Mike's Last Dance, a third entry in the Magic Mike saga. It's now a trilogy. It was always going to be a trilogy. Everybody knows this. This is true. It's the new Star Wars. But uh, And Steven Soderbergh is coming back to direct this one. He famously did the first one, didn't do the second one, and now he's back. For people who don't remember, this I is like both the, of them. This is like the Channing Tatum male stripper movie. Matthew McConaughey was in the first one as like their boss. He was a real scene stealer. Yeah, these movies are way better than just windmilling his pecker. Yeah, they're better than you'd think they'd be, and probably better than they should be, considering how like dumb they are. But very watchable films. Mm. 
I always thought it was funny. Have you seen the second one, Magic Mike of course. XXL? I am a closeted homosexual, no, so no. of course no. I have. <laughs> but that movie... I edged through the whole movie. <laughs> that movie has nothing in the way of conflict at all. Like, they go to this big, like, conference and, like, dance a bunch, and then the movie just ends. Like, there's nothing in the way of, like, no they good. need to face something or, like, overcome anything. I'm almost impressed by it. Like, it's a movie that doesn't have conflict. They're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll just have a bunch of scenes of these guys dancing, then the movie will just end, and, like, that'll be that. It's, uh... That's all you need. Yeah, it's impressive that they... We don't need a bad guy and a, them overcoming yeah, like, shit. Like, like, just make it fun. Script? Who needs it? But yeah, we'll watch uh, the third one from the safety of the chill zone. Catcalling, Magic Mike and the boys. Shirtless. While drinking box wine. And <clears throat> another friend of the show, Tom Cruise, has been practicing a new stunt... For Mission Impossible 8. Mission Impossible 7 hasn't come out yet, but they're officially done with that and on to the next one. They're filming 8 now. He's working on a new stunt where he slips out of a World War II biplane's cockpit, goes onto the wing, dangles himself upside down as the plane then goes into a nosedive and performs a spin. To which so I can, fucking sick. I can only respond the movies. I mean, no one else is even kind of in his league. Cruz is the best dude ever. I imagine him just like sitting up at night, like, what is like the most fucked up, elaborate, expensive stunt that I could possibly do for these movies? And I love to see it. Oh yeah, uh, that they delayed that again too. Well, no, they're filming seven. They're probably like editing. I think that comes out. Oh, in that's the for summer. eight. Okay, I got confused. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's like oh. permanently in a state of filming one of these movies, and I'm fine with that. That's his best stuff. Mm. We don't need like. I think the days of like, I don't know, you know, Rain Man, Tom Cruise. Like that's not coming for. That's like he's in a different stage yeah. of his career now. He seems to just be focused on yeah making the Mission Impossible. He wants to just do the big budget shit that he can produce and. He's probably upset there's a new Jack Reacher on Amazon. That like, like that like random dude, yeah. Yeah, they're doing like a new take with some super tall Maybe guy. Maybe don't like a go back to that well, yeah. guys, just as a heads up. The movies. But I can't wait for all those Mission Impossibles. Um, Nicolas Cage. Huh? To star as Dracula in a new Universal Monster movie called Renfield. Which is supposed to be like a big deal, I guess. Someone of note is directing it. I can't remember exactly who. You can never, never ask me to stop drinking. Your blood. Because I'm Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Unplanned. <Yeah>. Got him. <laughs> Leaving Las Vegas, but with... <laughs> He's addicted to blood. Leaving Las Leaving Las Vegas with oh, I got nothing. <laughs> leaving leaving the, the basement right now because I'm not funny. <laughs> um, leaving the bar from from <clears throat> dusk till dawn with Quentin Tarantino. What are you doing? What are you doing? But it's yeah, called that, a punch. That seems like it'll be a flick. And even though it's good cages in it, there's some more. Uh, they announced Aquafina is also joining the cast alongside. She just him. infects everything. God, she really does. Get out of here! 
I need her to just kind of take a break for a bit. Yeah, I've had it with her. She stinks. <clears throat> Can we yeah, talk about how George Lopez had somebody like have a heart attack in the audience at one of his shows and he like made a joke about it and kept going anyway? And I think the person might have died. Oh. And now people are saying, like, how could you, George Lopez? But it's like, I'm a dud. I met him once. He had eight double gray gooses on the rocks in a three-hour period when I was bartending. And he he was a complete dick all night. He didn't say hello to me. He didn't address me. He just sort of threw his fucking glass in my face. And at the end of the night, he goes, hey, you leaving? And I go, yeah. And he just put a $100 bill in my hand. And I was like, I guess George Lopez has earned his right to be shitty to me. With a hundred dollars, because that's yeah. all I'm worth. Yeah, if you're gonna be a cool guy and throw like a dope tip around, you could probably be a little jerkish. Seems I guess like I would trade. rather him be nice to me all night and give me twenty bucks personally. Okay. That yeah, extra fair. eighty is not worth being rude for three hours or whatever it was. Might have been two hours to be honest. He was yeah, he was slamming drinks mm. and he didn't appear drunk at all. So clearly he's a very much. It's probably why his face looks like a fucking asphalt parking lot because he's just a fucking messy drunk. Yeah, didn't he like? have a bit where he got a kidney from his wife and then divorced her or something. something. Was that him or was that uh, Carlos Mencia? Because they're on the same fucking page as far as I'm concerned. How dare you compare two rascals of the... Do you remember Mind of Mencia? I mean, I remember it existing. I didn't watch it. That's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, I don't remember watching it either. (laughs) Yeah. I got a Mind of Mencia over here. But yeah, the I think, and I like the idea of him ruining his new kidneys, just sucking down drinks, being oh, a I jerk to you. I didn't even think a, about that. Yeah, he's got he's new kidneys it. that he, that are ruined. He's getting it. That's great. Good. More for me and you. Yeah, George, come on the show. We'll have a laugh. And I thought this story was kind of fun. For days, snow has trapped dozens of people at a pub in Yorkshire, including an Oasis cover band who have been performing for the captive audience. This sounds like so weird. It sounds like a fucked up sequel to The Shining. I have like, a child. <laughs> people just like listening to Oasis covers, fucking marooned, just like praying for. Is there any Oasis has some cuts? Oh yeah, but like. A cover band mm. you're just trapped and that's that's it yeah what's your favorite oasis song i like that song i mean don't look back in anger is a cut that's a cut wonder in the bushes yep that's a cool what's that other one um i mean scotty likes a nice champagne supernova every now and then that's another one i can't think of in a shit Ooh. Yeah, I can't. I feel like there's a bunch. They, yeah, this, this is good. Nice dead air as we can't remember Oasis song titles. <laughs> Jussie okay. Smollett found guilty. If you folks who don't remember at home, uh, Jussie Smollett was an actor on the show Empire who got in oh. trouble. I guess it was in 2019 for claiming that he was beaten up by skinheads, and in reality, he just paid a couple of guys to beat him up or to make it look like they beat him up. Mm. And then he went out and made a public statement about it, trying to get publicity and it worked for the time. And then he got caught. So he's been charged with all sorts of stuff for quote unquote, staging a hate crime. Will he like go to jail for this? I don't know. Yeah. What's the kind of punishment for such an odd, fucked up, goofy 
crime. I'm not really sure. I, in my mind, he should just like have to pick up litter or something for the rest of his life. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, he was just being like a little stinker, just like lying right. and being shitty. But well, it, it did like waste a lot of serious people's time. If you think about it, such, yeah, cops yeah. and detectives and like anybody involved, their time was wasted. And not to mention the platform that he has could have been used for a lot of better stuff. Fair point. And it's he's he's like spewing that out to the world. So now other people who may have actually been attacked, their voices aren't as heard. Or I don't Ooh. know. I'm pretty woke tonight, as you know. Like, he's back. Yeah, Hank's long gone, and Ank is here. Oh yeah, big difference. But the funniest part about the whole story is that it's alleged that he actually masturbated a with word. his fake attackers. Like <laughs> they jerked off together. <laughs> what a fun wrinkle to the story. I think that's I'm, I think it was the attackers. Like I'm I'm reading I know he masturbated with somebody. So he's he's publicly masturbating with somebody. Word. In in the middle of a of the street. Aren't we all I'm embellishing now. He's embellishing. Great vocab word. But I think that's all my news. I'm sure you have more. Oh, yeah, and Chris Cuomo got fired for helping his greaseball brother. How dare you bring uh, our, is fam- no, our family name? And keep going. Talk the, about COVID. This is good. Through this the muck good, and mire? Good new bit. The, uh, uh, that's it. That's it? <laughs> Scotty, you got to give me something Cuomo. to work with. I can't just... I'll write you a script because that almost sounds like him and I feel like there's a lot we can do with that. can't just do a fucking Cuomo no. one-man show impromptu. So, Andrew, uh, what do you think about COVID? Go. Well, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now it sounds like Woody Allen. <laughs> we I'm had losing it, the voice. And it's gone. Fuck. Bring it back. We'll work on it. We'll, what else do you got, back. though? Take over. Oh, and Virgil Abloh is dead. The creative director at Louis Vuitton and the founder of Off-White died of mm. cancer in his ass. He actually, I saw his art exhibit at that place in town a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I believe it was at the ICA. Yeah. With friend of the show, Danny Boy. Mm. The uh, I felt, because I saw that he died and I was like, oh, fuck. I, I saw some of his art in like, the thing and I was like, I think I went to that guy's thing. I'm a cool art guy now. I'm Who's, impressed. I'm, I wanted to go, but I was too lazy. I think Lucy got us tickets to some uh, Van Gogh exhibit in January for her birthday, and I'm going to that. You're Van going to that? <laughs> <laughs> Hank just got a douche chill at the. It was a no. It was a hilarious chill. <laughs> I'm gonna cut off both my ears at the thing. A hilarious chill. I mean, we got some more news here. Paul Verhoeven is reteaming with the writer of RoboCop and Starship Troopers for an erotic thriller set in Washington, D.C. Bitches leave. Paul Verhoeven, he hasn't made a movie in a while. He has that new movie called Benedetta that's about, like, nuns, and it's supposed to be very violent and sexually graphic and fucked up. The Nun 2? Yes, The Nun 2. <laughs> He's taking over that franchise. The Nun! But I mean, I like how he's back. He's like an older guy. He's making... People aren't familiar. He made like Robocop, Starship Troopers, Total Recall, other things I'm forgetting. He's a worker. Mm. And he hasn't done anything in a while. Yeah, that's a lot of movies. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing uh, an erotic thriller. From the writer of RoboCop and Starship Troopers. I mean, what more could you need? <clears throat> and also, speaking of friend of the show, Dan, the he got me a little acting work 
the other day. Oh. Your boy was on a film set again, folks. Scotty Hollywood. <laughs> Coming Don't leave us in the dust. Kid. We need you, pal. I would never. But yeah, this... A friend of his was doing like this pilot. We thought it was a movie, but then we got there and he was like, this is a pilot for a show. And we played racially charged guys on the street getting like interviewed about uh, discrimination and such. It's a fun acting debut. (laughs) I feel like I could have been tapped for that as well in character as Hank. (laughs) Exactly. I was trying to like channel hank as i was oh yeah going over my one line of dialogue for this big shoot but yeah, it was fun and uh most of the people on the set were african-american oh boy so like delivering this line of dialogue it was like a racially charged line of dialogue and i was almost like i don't want to deliver this like too well <laughs> do i but I'm like, I think he's done this before. Yeah. Just like, he sounds too convincing, but I'm sure beating beating you senseless. I'm sure me sounding too convincing was not a problem. I was just enjoying the bit of it, but yeah, they were super nice. It was fun just to like be on a movie set and just, you know, filming something. Huh? It was a good bit. I'm a little jealous. I must admit that sounds like a hoot. He's in. I look forward to someone on a podcast uh, critiquing my performance and my chops. And there's another the podcast deal. just like us out there somewhere, just ripping you apart. Yeah, like Scott really was like a piece of shit in this movie. Like this kid fucking sucks. I didn't buy it at all. Garbage. And also, there was a woman on the set of this movie. All right, all right. An older type woman oh. who, like. She delivered her line, then I did mine, and then like we had to wait around the corner for Dan to l- deliver his because it was like a one take type thing. So we were talking in like bursts, doing all these takes. She said a thing that just floored me. She was being completely serious, even though I didn't get that at the time. She said, "Yeah, like I've been an actor for a little while. I'm trying to get a role in my brother's film about Hitler's gay." lesser known like general or something and it was a musical sounds great yeah and i was just like i was about to laugh like wow that's a great bit but she was oh she was serious yeah and i was just like oh she was like a a character from 30 rock like a a desperate (laughs) actor who's just like i'm trying to get a role in my brother's musical about gay hitler i was just like this is unbelievable seeing meeting actor types it was it's very enjoyable. Did she blow you after that, or she did? My nice, my guy. He's good. You fucking know how I no do. No teeth, am I right, bro? No, I like teeth. Uh, you that's, like teeth? Yeah, okay. Fucking... <laughs> Moving along. <Yeah. laughs> I'm like, what? Who is this guy? What do you like about it? May I ask? <laughs> I mean, that character. He just left, so we'll have to talk to him later. Love that guy. But yeah, that uh, that was fun. Dave Batista. <laughs> To star in M. Night Shyamalan's next movie called Knock at the Cabin? I was hoping it was old, too. (laughs) Guess what? I was hoping it was old, too, as well. Because, as fans of the show know, old is the movie of the decade. But I'm I'm down for any M. Night Shyamalan movie. Agreed. Knock at the Cabin, nice mysterious title. Hopefully it'll be as good as Lady in the Water. And... I heard someone do that Shamalama Ding Dong bit 
again the other day, which is like my least favorite bit that's ever existed on Earth. Every time people talk about him, they like to go like, M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. It's like his name actually... Not for me. His name's not difficult to say at all, and this bit is 19 years old, conservatively. Put it in the obits. Yeah, that's not funny, and it's racist. Yeah. So if you, in my mind, if you're going to go out on a limb and tell a joke that is racist, and you need to do it in culture, character. You got to be in character, or it's got to be hilarious. Yes. Otherwise, why take the risk? Preach. It's like driving really fast with nowhere to go. Ooh. Why are you doing that? That's fair. And I saw the. I meant to send this to you, but Instagram wouldn't let me. These new Matrix shoes with like blue pills and red pills. Are these fire? Those are the worst shoes I've ever seen, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I need them immediately, though. Will you order me a pair? I will. I actually was a big boy, and I bought a pair of Yeezys that I didn't like. A word? And instead of just putting them into my collection for the sake of hoarding them, I actually went to the FedEx store and sent them back with the return label and got my $200 back. There you go. So I just like feel really good about not letting a $200 pair of sneakers collect dust for the next five years before I decide to sell them for 100 You know what? That sounds like growth to me. I know. I think he's back. I think I'm back. Over your head's at. I think I'm an adult now. It just happened. And another death. Cowboy Bebop canceled by Netflix after one season that just premiered like, I feel like less than two weeks ago. I always think it's weird when they like, they're like, here, check out our new show. Like we didn't announce it before it came out so we can like keep the excitement popping here it is, it's out. And then a week later, it's like, we canceled it. It's over. Like, done. It's like, why don't you just like let it, give people some fucking time to I think, watch it? Yeah, so, so people don't always watch things right away, right? Yeah, yeah. Not, not everyone, some people have lives and they can't fucking stream a 13 episode John Cho not us, bud. show. Like, not us. Day of. I know, but other people. <laughs> other people who exist on earth, I think, treat their minds more like a garden than a toilet. Ooh. Kid, I treat mine like the fucking Boston Garden. Kid. How fucking sick is that? Fucking right in your ears, in your head. <laughs> He's fucking The bad. Garden and fucking Fenway. Yup, yup, Fucking yep. Uh, Bill, Bill Belichick. Oh, my fucking God, Fucking kid. Tom Brady. And, and the fucking Boondock Angels. And the Yaki Way. Boondock Saints. Jerry Remy. I'm making a reboot Cam with them. Newton. He's fucking sick. He's fucking. like the new Brady, but he's maybe even sicker? I don't even fucking know. Oh, fuck, kid. If he has enough Sam Adamses, I think he could be sicker than Brady. It's just what I'm hearing. Kid, you want to, like, after the show, you want to, like, go down to Plymouth Plantation and, like, just do a couple of OCs and just see I what do. happens? I want to go down to Plymouth Rock and listen to the rock verse from that Tech 9 song <laughs> until Dude, we pass out you know and what? die. I'm going to say something that I don't know if, like, anybody else agrees, but, like, I feel like if we fought the rock together, Kid? we could kick his fucking ass. Kid, I've been saying... This I don't see we why we. Do. I don't see why we don't. I mean, we put in the work, we put in the hours, and we need to take what's <laughs> ours. And I'm losing this voice, but I lost it a fine. minute ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I like this. He's back. But yeah, we'll fight the rock as the Boondock Saints. That'll be fun. Um, did you also see more casting announcements for the new Christopher Nolan movie Oppenheimer? They already announced uh, Cillian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, and Robert Downey Jr. 
We have three fun add-ons. Florence Pugh. Pew, pew, pew. Rami Malek <laughs> and Benny Safdie are joining the cast of this new Christopher Nolan picture. Wacky cast for him. Bunch of like new people he's never had in a movie before. Sounds good. Yeah, he knows how to create a buzz. I'll say that much. Yeah. Bet you I don't like it though. I know you're not. You're not a big Nolan guy. I'm not, and everyone's like, "What?" And like, I get it. He's like one of the greatest of all time. I'll admit it. I just, I don't. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid. Kid. I'm like that cool guy with my edgy, unique opinions that matter. Ooh. And I don't like him. I don't yeah. like. I don't like the Rami Maliks in this. I, I mean, mischief. What wise. did I watch him in most recently where I was like, ah, he's all right. I can't remember. He's only good when he plays like a weird lunatic asshole. He's good in The Master because he's barely in it and he plays like a guy who's supposed to be weird. Right. And it works. I don't know. I don't like the fact that he won an Oscar and was like a Bond villain. Yeah, fucking... him winning an Oscar is odd. But okay. I Did you hear that he likes uh, traveling by train? I did and hear that. that he's a fan of mischief. I mean, I'm very familiar with his mm. mischief levels, I must say. But yeah, should we go down to the TV corner for a second before we take a break? Sure. And come back with the reviews. Mm-hmm. I do have to pish. I mean, so I just want to roll through. Quickly mention that DMX documentary on HBO Max. Oh, I have that. Yeah. That's, should we I do that it. later? Let's do it in reviews because okay. it is part of, a, of the Music Box series by friend of the show, Bill Simmons. Yeah. So I do have that in my in my notes. I have actually a bunch of notes on that. I mean, Curb and Succession are on fire. I want to reiterate, they both had like landmark episodes this past Sunday. Yeah, Succession heated back up. It was it was not as good as the pre- first two seasons for the entire first half, and yeah. then like the last two or three episodes have been excellent. Especially the most recent one, they almost had too much in one episode. Like. A bunch of things that all the storylines were building to hit their like right. apex or whatever. It's like you should have spaced this out. Like too much happened in one app. They fucking. I still kind of hate every character. Like think, I'm just like these guys all suck. They're all scumbags. I don't want to be that guy, but I think that's like kind of the point. I They're know. all like deeply unlikable. <laughs> Even everybody's like, dude, cousin. Like when there's like this whole like internet fixation on like cousin Greg being cute, and I'm like, I don't mm. see that, and I'm deeply deeply in touch with my feminine side someone was saying i wish i could remember who that he's almost like too dumb this season they're like playing up his dumbness yes fuck who said that i hate not credit whoever it is they were correct yes but i mean where you at yellowstone wise you want to tell the fans fully caught up best show on tv (laughs) anyone who's not watching yellowstone is an ass Uh, it's so fucking good I'm at something of a stalemate on season one, episode three. Well, yeah, you're. I told you that you have to get five or six in, and then you'll be ho- completely hooked. As soon as five they start beating the shit out of people in every episode and like setting you, shit on fire, and what are you, someone recommending The Wire to us? I gotta suffer through six episodes. It took me like four. It, it took me like four or five. Truly. Okay. The first three are like okay, and then the fourth, fifth, and then it just like starts to roll, and then you're you'll. I don't know. I'm, I'll be very surprised if you don't like it. I don't know anybody that's put in the hours and the work on this show that is not a Yellowstone fan now. I just, I want to be on board. But like the episodes I've seen, I like like two of the characters. I'm kind of like suffering through the eps for the bit of it. Just give it a like chance. For you me. and the whole team. Do it watching. again. Okay. For, for the me. fans, I will. 
And I don't know. Maybe we take a break, watch something, come back with a a bunch of reviews for the fans. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Hey team, we're back. And what did we just watch, Ry? Um, <laughs> it was a hot one. If you can't tell, the already, unforgivable, folks. the new Netflix original with friend of the show Sandra Bullock Ooh. and Vincent D'Onofrio and John Bernthal. Yes, kind of a strong cast on this picture. Also, Viola Davis sneaking in there. Mm. You know, angry like she likes. I mean, and the rest of the Suicide Squad rounding yeah. out the cast. Amanda Waller. I mean, this is a movie released from prison after serving a sentence for a violent crime. Ruth Slater, played by Sandra Bullock, re-enters a society that refused to forgive her past, facing severe judgment from the place she once called home. Her only hope for redemption is finding the ba 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 that like gives the whole movie away. I won't finish that. But yeah, this movie's as kind of like generic as that synopsis sounds. Speaking of giving away the whole movie, you missed the uh, the big twist at the end. Of this? Oh, yeah. I Was there a big twist? I believe you were peeing or something. Does she get forgiven? Um, <laughs> folks, if you, don't, if you actually care about this piece of crap movie, close your ears for the next 10 seconds or skip ahead 30, whatever. Um, <laughs> to start our review, we will be spoiling the ending. <laughs> yeah, she... Yeah. Uh, she finds out that, or we find out that Sandra Bullock didn't kill that guy. It was her daughter, and Sandra Bullock was taking the fall for it. Oh shit! The police officer. Big finish. Maybe I loved it. That's mm. kind of poignant. That uh, spoiled. Someone that, uh, at home is like, "No, <laughs> I'm seeing the whole movie through a new lens." Hey man, I gave Maybe you a warning. <laughs> but yeah, this movie. It just kind of like did nothing for me. It's a very nothing movie. Like I didn't h- hate it, I guess. It's just like the idea of watching this again, like putting it in the category of rewatchable is unfathomable to me. It was barely a watchable. Yeah. We barely made it to the end this time. Yeah, if you've ever seen a movie where like someone gets out of jail, tries to get their life together and can't through a variety of underdogish slash gritty means, you've seen this movie. It's a movie on Earth that exists. The thing that I I'm mentioned, actually, I'm going to question its existence. <laughs> I think it might not exist. It might Netflix not. Original. It's a fake movie. It's true. Thank you. The thing about Netflix originals making them all the same, mm. they spend their whole budget on one big actress, or maybe two. Yes, this is very. And true. then it's like there's nothing left. There's no. The writing is shit. You can yeah. tell it was churned out quickly. All the sets are fake looking. They do a ton of green screen, like bad ADR. The scores don't exist. They're non-existent composers. They're like, we don't have money. Let's get Hans Zimmer's kids to do the score. It's our only option. Mm. But this is spot on. That's that's exactly what they do with their movies. They just need a name, get that on the poster, and then everything else they don't seem too concerned about. 
Barenthal has a great mustache in this movie. I, I hated sad sack Sandra Bullock just meandering through this bleak landscape in this fishy scented jacket because she's like cutting off fish heads. It's like they went out of their way to be like, what's the worst job you could ever do to give to this ex-convict? We have to make her life seem really sad. Yeah. I'll give her credit. It was like something different for her, like role-wise. But yeah, the movie just didn't really... But her being sad and gritty, I feel like that's out of her wheelhouse. She's normally like bubbly and fun. Or like or, confident. Yeah, yeah, or blindside mode. Right. Blindside mode is my favorite Sandra Bullock speed. And I like, or like, I, I lump that in with speaking of speed. Haha. <laughs> speed, I think, is that mode as well of her speed just like rules. taking charge. Yeah. It's one of my favorite 90s action movies. I think it's like a joke to a lot of people. I watched it recently. I think it's great. No, nah, it's fun. And it was perfect for its time. But yeah, Netflix, they got Sandy in their mitts. She made Bird Box. Now she made this. I think I liked this better than Bird Box. I, I think I'm the only person on earth who liked Bird Box. No, people liked that. <laughs> I thought it was, That was popular. I thought it was good. I, felt, I think I'm in the minority not liking it from what I remember just from hearing from clients and stuff like that. I remember everyone being like, that was like, I don't know. I get more of like the everyman film approach because mm. of the clients that I work with and like people who aren't really movie buffs. And you probably are, Rick, your frame of reference is probably like, people on twitter and stuff like that who actually are like us and watch tons and tons of movies and like their opinions are a little bit more crafted the trying movies. to like dance around saying people who don't watch too many movies are trash wow which is not what i'm saying fair, fair 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 but yeah this like you said all i can really say about it is it's a movie it's on netflix mm. the unforgivable because you're unforgiven too mm. Um, and I will say, a lot of people probably worked really hard on this movie. That's don't gonna be care. that's gonna be my new uh, saving grace when we hate something. <laughs> like you know what? I think a lot of people really tried their darndest. I don't think anybody's working hard on anything anymore. <laughs> that's my take. Wow. No one. No one tries. Are anymore. you calling everyone out for not putting in the work and or the hours? The entire world is mailing it in. No one will be able to take what's ours. Holy shit! This is serious. Yeah. And now, should we begin the Ridley Scott Spectacular? Sure. The main event? Might as well. I'll get the House of Gucci review out of the way quick, because you didn't see that. Hit me. Tell me My only note is, I wrote down, I'm seated with strangers. <laughs> My dad bought the tickets and didn't tell us till we were on the way. This is when I was down in Florida last week while we had no show. On the way, my stepmom, my dad, and I, and my dad goes, oh, well, we're not sitting together, but it's no big deal, or something like that. And I was like, What? You're going to drop this on me now that I'm going to be in a three-hour movie next to a stranger? Like, are you fucking with me? He probably like <coughs> pulled a fast one on you. Sort bringing of. that up at the last second. Oh, like, I wouldn't have gone if I had. Yeah. Like, if he'd given me four hours notice, I would have said, cancel those tickets. I'm not sitting next to a stranger. Yeah. And it's in one of those Lux theaters, too, where it's like the seats are like, you're not, those theaters are not designed for people to be sitting next to a stranger. They're divided up in a way. It was like I was just like this seat on the end. And then my dad and Deb had to go to like the front row, which is still like decent in those theaters. It was an IPIC theater, which we don't have up here. Ooh, sounds cool. It is cool. And this guy like came over and was like, you're in my seats because they like moved so they could be together. Mm. And his seats were just one over. So he basically just separated them for the sake of separating them. And I was like, dad, how did you not take that guy's head off? Like, 
because he was like, "Can I, these are my seats," and he like basically just split them in half. Yeah. Even though he didn't have to, he could easily have just eked over one. And anyway, and my dad was like, "I just, what's the point?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's right. I wish I had that like more mellow attitude." So I think Florida chills him out. I'm like Ooh. fucking up. If that happened to me in Boston, I would have been like. You can move me from this seat. I'll let you have it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you 10 seconds. See if you can move me. And then uh, I'd just put a bear hug on him and just be like, try to get free. <laughs> try like, to get free. And he gets, as, he, as I feel him struggling, just t- pull tighter. You're like, I don't even care about movies anymore. This is my night. <laughs> that, would become, that would have become my night. Yeah. I spent the next 25 minutes with a rolled up paper towel in my hand or like a, like a napkin. Like, should I whiz it at this guy's head? Mm. He wouldn't know it was me and it would feel really good. <laughs> But through your blinding rage, mm. what did you think of the picture? I liked it a lot, actually. Mm. I thought it was awesome. It's, it's total Oscar bait, and like it's it's a movie about Maurizio Gucci. Oh, is the main character, and Paolo Gucci is his cousin. Who's the main? Is that Adam? Driver? Adam Driver is Maurizio. He plays okay. the guy who basically like came into. He didn't found the company. Like his family, the other Guccis in Italy, founded the company. He kind of comes in after the fact and like takes over, and it's the story about Ooh. that. And I don't, you know, it's public. It's like history. It's not really like spoilable because it's all real and true. But yeah, Lady Gaga plays his wife. I forget her name in the movie and goes a little crazy. It's like Jared Leto plays Paolo, the cousin, and he has like a fat suit on and a bald wig, and it's fucking. Yeah. He's going for it. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't put the weight on like he did for that Chapter 27 movie. I'm not. I mean, that movie tanked. And he was probably like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I thought he was a real worker. I mean, but I guess fat suit. That's He's also of- like 50 now, right? Or like coming up on 40, like late 40s. You can't just throw on 50 pounds in your late 40s and just yeah. shake it off like he did 15 years ago. He shows up to the set of Morbius 2. Just like, <laughs> I couldn't lose the weight. This is me Sorry, now. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to do all of those stunts just sweating bullets. <laughs> so sorry. Um, yeah, I really liked it, though. Everything about it. Cinematography yeah. was great. Jeremy Irons is in the beginning. I'm Ooh. a huge Jeremy Irons fan. He's good. Yeah. yeah he's kind of having something of a resurgence. I will say this movie gets uh, three out of four bags of popcorn. Hell yeah. And House of Gucci was directed by Ridley Scott, <laughs> who's done like a zillion movies over the years. And he's like 83 years old and came out with House of Gucci and The Last Duel within like a month of each other. Love it. Two like huge, big budget, star-studded Both epics. filmed during the pandemic too. I think one, I think Last Duel got shelved for a bit and uh, House of Gucci got filmed during the pandemic or maybe both pandemic. I honestly am not sure. The pandemic's been going on for so long. I can't imagine anything filmed before it <laughs> is coming out now. But it's I possible. I don't even know. Random. But yeah, the last duel, the new uh, Ridley Scott's newest or second newest movie. The, the um, what was the thing about this movie? Yeah, it stars Adam Driver, much like House of Gucci. Ridley Scott must have uh, been impressed with his work. And also Ben Affleck in maybe his best role in years as like a fucked really? up sex crazy. You liked it king. better than Coach Carter or whatever that movie was last year? Yeah, I think so. Because he's, hmm. he's more fun in this. 
Although I did enjoy uh, The Way Back. I loved the scene where he's having an orgy with those girls and Adam Driver arrives and he's like, yeah, we'll take care of that thing. It doesn't matter. Why don't you take your pants off? Get in here. (laughs) I was just like, that's such classic Affleck, just being awesome. Yeah. He's playing like 90s Affleck as like a dickhead king in the 1300s and just like crushing it. Just putting on a clinic of being an awesome dude. Yeah. I loved this movie and I went into it with low expectations just because everybody shit on it, but it's just fun and great. And like, Mm. it's weird to call a movie set in medieval times fun, but it's fun. That's about a rape accusation. It's like, I had fun. (laughs) I had the time of my life. They like do a good job of making it like, I felt like, I I don't know, I don't want to spoil it. You you get into like what happened in the trial. I feel like people know, like the summary of this is like one of uh, these like general or kings, I don't know what you call these rascals. This was so long ago. But one of their wives, something happens to her. Matt Damon's wife. Yeah. And then accusations are levied at the other guys. And the movie does like the Rashomon thing where they show you the same events, but through three different people's perspective. Yeah, I heard that before I saw the movie. Yeah. And I was like, that makes me want to see it more. Yeah, and they did it in a cool way where, like, the stories are just, like, slightly different. Right. They're not, like, completely, like, oh, this person remembered it, like, cartoonishly different. Like, it's very subtle, workish, one might say. But, uh... Yeah, and it like unfolds in a weird, interesting manner. And it's like medieval stuff, but doesn't have a ton of battles. Most of it's just like, you know, Game of Thrones type stuff. People like having intense conversations by candlelight. This is like a good old fashioned period piece drama. The actual last duel at the end of the movie is one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a long time. That shit honks yeah it was dope and uh yeah fucking affleck really just roaring around with like a goblet filled with dunkin donuts winter blend (laughs) does winter blend exist it sounds like something and yeah they all have like insane haircuts his hair's bleached matt damon has like a good old-fashioned mullet type deal going on But it all works. It wasn't like a joke to me at all. Yeah, there was, was... N- nothing that didn't. True. Mm-hmm. And Adam Driver, I didn't see Gucci yet, but him in this movie, he just like crushes it in everything. Yeah. He can really do all sorts of different kinds of movies. And I'm always just like, wow, he fucking nailed this. He's completely different in this uh, compared to how he is in House of Gucci as well. Yeah. And which then is he, wild. And then that movie, Annette. Where he's like singing while going down on babes. Fucking. I mean, it's just that versatility. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the. I mean, it looks great. The fucking. I don't think I have any more notes about it. I loved it. It was excellent. That was great. It's yeah. like two and a half hours flew by. I wasn't bored for a second. Same with House of Gucci. They're both like two. House of Gucci is two hours, 38 minutes. Yeah. This was, I think, two hours, 32 minutes, and both are like, that's a meaty film, but I wasn't really bored at all with either of them, so. Mm. Uh, House of Gucci's in theaters, Power, I'm sorry, uh, The Last Duel is on iTunes for purchase. I, I'm assuming it'll be up for rent next week. Mm. Hell yeah. 
we talk about power of the dog please the uh picturesque western uh with friend of the show cody smith mcphee (laughs) i'm glad he's your number one pull from this movie from uh interrogation on paramount plus yes he's actually in a very underseen western that i like a lot called slow west Mm. i think it's on hulu if you're in the mood for a fucked up weird indie western check out slow west folks oh and benedict cumberbatch is also in this yes and you're forgetting power couple extraordinaire uh, (laughs) kirsten dunst and what's that guy's name pessie jemmins yes jesse plemons they are married fat in Damon. real life. <laughs> Meth Damon, Fat Damon, all the names. They're married in real life, and they are in this movie together, which is fun. And this movie, another Netflix original. Oh, it was? Yes. I guess, yeah, you're right. Duh, that's where I watched it. But this one, much didn't more feel so like it. than the Sandra Bullock. Yeah, this was a real movie. Yeah. Even though I didn't love it, I thought it was almost crushingly boring for the entire duration well netflix like churns out a new turkey every week and then they set aside a budget for like six art house movies they think will win an oscar every year and this is one of them yeah you can tell like this movie was made right outside of netflix's algorithm and nonsense and then they just bought it or whatever yes and just slapped their name on it yeah this was directed by jane campion who's a director of note even though i haven't seen a lot she of wrote movies. that movie the piano as well i think wrote yes. and directed i think she won an oscar for that or won something yeah she's one of those she makes a movie like once every seven years and it's always a big deal i kind of hated this and like it looked really Same. cool and i was like make yourself finish this make yourself enjoy it and i just couldn't i was doing the same yeah it's a very another period piece like yep. something of a western where a tough one to explain it's basically just like a bunch of weird not related people on a farm they're like stuck together and they have to i don't know this is a tough one to talk about there's like there's like the only real interesting part to bring up is a spoiler yeah and like i did like the look of it and it had a big there will be blood vibe Mm. mainly because the guy did the score johnny greenwood does did the score for that movie. And this is like in a similar time place, kind of westerny. But uh, there will be dud yeah. on this one. It was definitely like, or yeah, it was very slow. The power of the slog. That was my big letterbox review. That was your letterbox review. <laughs> it was. Uh, I thought that would get more action, by the way. No one, I laughed. No one bit on that. <laughs> but the, it was going to be a hot one. I think I watched this movie in four sittings. That Which is right. a wonderful way to finish a, a feature film. Yeah, and I kind of fell asleep towards the end, so I missed a bit. Mm. But you explained it to me, and I doubt I had Rian had to explain it to me. Like I don't <laughs> fucking like I I was lost in this as well, and I actually paid attention to most of it. I just at the end I started like, and then it like won me back for a minute, and I was like, okay, this is a masterpiece. And then like I checked out again. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Like, I like when a movie turns you and you're in, and then they hook you and it's over, and you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, and this was one of those movies I watched and was just like, wow, that was pretty boring. I don't <laughs> know if I like that at all. And then I hop onto Letterboxd, and almost everyone has four and a half stars, five stars for this movie. For what? 
Yeah. What'd you like about it, may I ask? Certain movies I get, it's just like, yeah, it wasn't for me, but I I could see how you could like it. This one, I'm just like, how are you giving this five stars? It's almost rude, yeah. It's like, well, where are you coming from with that take? And I know everyone's taste is different and such, but I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. People fake their letterbox reviews all the time. Ooh, you think so? Oh, yeah, they pump the numbers up to sound smart. Oh, it was a revelation. It was a masterpiece. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. It does get in your head. When you I saw everyone like giving it five stars, I was like, should I bump this from two and a half to three? Oh, that makes me want to lower it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I gave I think I gave it two and a half. I can't remember. It's a two and a half. It right? looks cool enough that it's worth more than let's see what I gave it. Where is it? Oh, how are these out of order? That's so frustrating. <laughs> Jesus. But hit more the- activity and then you scroll. There we go. I gave this two and a half, mm. which I think is fair. The power of the slot. Let's talk about Clerk, the new Kevin Smith documentary. Hey, man. All this right, man. I loved. Let's be positive. This yeah. I loved. I enjoyed this too, even though I've heard Kevin Smith talk so much <laughs> in my life. I'm like an outlier of listening to Kevin Smith talk about himself. I have my fucked up 10,000 hours. He, but he loves to discuss himself, his weight loss, his journey with marijuana, his relationship with his wife and daughter. His heart attack. This the heart attack, right. The plane story, the Bruce Willis story. Yeah. I could he, tell like all his stories just because I've heard them so much. Let's dress up in big-ass <laughs> hockey jerseys and just like rent out the Wilbur Theater and sell <laughs> tickets to it and just see what yeah. people think of it. An evening with Kevin Smith starring the Turkey Boys. He looks very thin in his like oversized blazer. Yeah. But this um, this was a good documentary. It was. This is just exactly what you're imagining. They just introduce him, cruise through his career in a fun way with a bunch of talking head interviews from everyone involved that you could possibly imagine they would interview. Affleck, namely. Mm. one of them but uh it started with a fun vhs message to his parents where he's like thanking them for sending him to school or whatever and he like maps out his uh trajectory gave me king richard vibes where Mm. he really made a made a plan and seemed to work out i there were so many like little easter eggs it basically took us through the whole arc of his career and like all the movies that he's made and what it was like and the response and yeah um yeah like him going to the quick stop right and uh you know and like getting that job there as like a bait and switch he thought it was a different job and there it is Mm. um I love the fact that he mentioned that after the Harvey Weinstein stuff broke, he donated all of his future Miramax royalties to projects to women in, uh, what was it called? Women in, the Women in Film Foundation was who he donated to, which I think is, which is smooth of him. That is cool. Considering what Harvey is capable of. Harvey. I didn't realize Kevin produced or was a producer on Goodwill Hunting. Kid. Yeah. And yeah, I, he was because he was like famous before Affleck and Damon. Yes, he like. Well, he blew up with Clerks before they did Goodwill Hunting. I yeah. mean, I think they had both done like little stuff, but yeah, it's fun to imagine him like helping them out, and then it's just like, oh yeah, we're now we're like the guys. Mm. But yeah, and then they talk about them making Dogma together, all his pictures. 
mall rats getting panned was was funny to, for the just to hear them recount that yeah um I love there was just... protesters at the dogma premiere that oh, made yeah. me laugh yeah i forgot what like a scandalous release that was yeah because it's skewering religion even though it's not he's like very religious and when you watch that movie you can tell it's like pro-religion it's funny that people are all mad at, at him people don't pay attention yeah or not pro-religion but you know sure he's clearly a man of faith i didn't realize that he dressed up in a costume or whatever and like went out there and pretended to be one of the protesters at his own movie yeah that was a fun clip i'd never seen that before either where he's just like dryly insulting the guy like it's not him and yeah the just good like movie just them talking about movies the movies the movies i liked when he when they're talking about clerks he says the script is the star of that movie i thought that was a cool line and it's very accurate yeah even if there were like stars in it it's like that's like it's like a dialogue i'm 37 (laughs) in a row and uh yeah what was the other thing there was some good richard linklater interviews mm. in this and him talking about like i didn't think art house movies could be funny and how that like unlocked everything for him really struck me it was workish mm. yeah this is i think it's just on itunes this is another one will probably be on like i was gonna say that'll be on every streamer soon i'm sure yeah kevin but won't hold that back it's just called clerk clerk you like kevin smith and or his films i guarantee you enjoy watching this picture mm. And while we're at documentary guys, want to talk about that DMX doc? Yes, for that is actually second. the second installment in the Music Box series on HBO Max from a uh, friend of the show, Bill Simmons and Ringer Productions, Ooh. Ringer Films rather. And uh, it's sort of a like a look at DMX kind of right up until his death and mm. what his life was like and how mm. what he was like and his I just, family. I liked how it wasn't like a... A life-encompassing doc. It starts with him getting out of jail like two years ago. Mm. And it's just about the period from that happening until he died suddenly. Like a year ago, maybe six months ago. Is something going on upstairs? I don't know. Oh, not that it matters. I just thought I heard some hubbub. Are we still going? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I was gonna pause it, and then I realized that I'm I'm good. Okay, I'm sure it's fine. And but yeah, the DMX. It was funny him talking about like being in jail, reading like I read a bunch of Daniel Steele joints. Pretty good. I read the Bible again. Yeah, that made me laugh. And then I laughed at like him. We're talking with Paul Rosenberg, like the big music producer, and. It's funny to hear, I think it was Paul even who said it, that GMX is one of the most important people who ever existed in hip hop. Mm. And I had never really thought about it before, but I'm like, yeah, he had like 15 number one type singles and was just like a huge fucking influence on, on yeah. I guess, everybody. I was thinking the same watching it because I don't really know rap, but I feel like people kind of consider him like a joke. He seems like a joke kind of rapper. Maybe mm. I'm way off base because he shouldn't be. I think I, people get a kick out of how eccentric he is, like with the crack smoking and like just as a guy, he sounds a little funny, but I think yeah. his music speaks for that, speaks otherwise and that he's he's outstanding. Yeah, like just watching this doc, they play 
you know, his music throughout it, obviously. And every song they played, I was just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this one. This is a fucking... There's like, he has like 10 great songs. Yeah. He's probably got a hell of a greatest hits. Well, right after he, he has one, I think. Right after he died, I just put DMX Spotify radio on at the gym and it played for the, Come on! For the entire day. It was just eight hours or more of DMX straight through. And I- What and, you really want? It was obviously other artists who sound like him, but I pretty much must have heard a lot of his discography that day. And he's No one great. sounds like me. <clears throat> I'm losing that voice. <clears throat> But yeah, he's fucking dope. But yeah, this is a. I think the next installment in this series is something completely different too. The first one was the Woodstock '99 documentary. Yes, I think the next one's Kenny, Kenny G. G. Right. I just saw the preview, which I will watch. I like in the commercial. He's talking about how he doesn't think. He's like, I'm just criminally underappreciated, which may be true. He's another guy. He he's like a joke. Yeah, he's we goof. He's a punch goof on him a little bit. But yeah, I thought this DMX doc probably better than the Beatles doc for my money. I didn't even watch the Beatles doc. I took the first episode and had it queued up. And then Lucy and I both went, it's two hours and 36 minutes. I was like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. And that's just part one. Uh, right. It's a nine hour production of a I'm, thing. I'm good. Like Peter Jackson, like I watch edit. It. I watch it all in edit. time. I watched the whole first one and it is good, but it's just, it's a lot. Peter Jackson goes to the editing room and he just plays the whole like entire tape through and just goes it was excellent yeah. run it hello but yeah the dmx and it's some good fly on the wall stuff mm. where like they're showing him dealing with his uh baby mamas or his son as you call it when and his like, son's like you can't uh be on drugs if you want to hang out and he's like all right i'm gonna take off yeah <laughs> he yeah. just leaves he gets so angry that scene was like odd and funny slash gritty <laughs> Oh yeah! It's like, how dare you? I'm never gonna stop doing drugs. And yeah, and his like very young son, who's like mm. a baby, he's he's bidding around with him, like calling him the N word, <laughs> like calling a one year old the N word. Really, got a, a laugh. Out I'm gonna of me. say safe. Yeah. And yeah, him like I'm dealing with this one in Florida. I got this new one in California. He's got baby mamas everywhere. Yeah. That's pretty much the biggest takeaway from this doc. Yeah, That's was, uh, DMX, Power of the Dog, I think it was called, or something like that. <laughs> I mean... Am I making that up? You're you're mishmashing two, our last two reviews. <laughs> the Netflix original, Power of the Dog. The DMX thing is called DMX, Don't Try to Understand. It's on HBO Max. Don't Try to Understand. The Power Come of the on. Dog. He had to do it to him, um, as they say. Want to watch a little bit of Wedding Crashers? That's all the reviews that I have. That seems fair. Okay, good. Because I I had it queued up, and this TV has like a fun way of fucking with me. So screwing with my work. Wow. I need to stop. Oh wowing! I can't resist a no wow once I hear that. I understand. He gets it. That's that's very admirable. Thank you. Although, don't make me have to be a sexist. Do turn a small profit. Feels so good when he jokes. Him just <laughs> having an orgasm at the table. I'm gonna mention something to the commerce secretary. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. It was terrific. 
Just big load in his pants of his suit that he doesn't even own. I don't know why I, I, I got this big load in my pants. I don't know why I just blew a load in some stranger's suit. Ba, ba, ba. Can we think about the concept that they happen to have clothes that would fit a six foot five, two hundred and thirty five pound man just sitting around the house? You know what? That's the kind of goof I can really get behind. <laughs> Christopher Walken's like five seven. It's not his suit. Todd is a fucking weirdo. The grandfather's like 5'2". I think you just busted this movie hole wide open. They just have a whole closet full of ensembles. Like, oh, don't worry. We have four-day weekend level ensembles for anyone and everyone who might end up here. Wedding Crashers, you've been debunked. You're canceled now. And that was 90 seconds of Wedding Crashers. And I debunked the whole film in that 90. I'm going to close this. It's done. It's done. But folks, what are your plugs? I know you probably have a few. I mean, why don't you just go ahead and check out the latest episode of the South Shore Boys podcast. It's on uh, all the platforms that this here podcast is on. <clears throat> Except for SoundCloud. Where's why not SoundCloud? SoundCloud? I don't know. I think No one needs it. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun one to be on. Maybe we'll figure it out. But yeah, that I can link through uh, all our socials at Skip Seasoned Enough Podcast or no Podcast Enough on Twitter and at Enough the Podcast yep. on Instagram. And where can the fans find you this week, right? At Ankner A N K N E R and at Ank underscore Fit. Both on Instagram. Don't care about anything else. Wow. And go to ankfit.com and uh, get ready for my new location coming soon, as I've mentioned. Hell yeah. Folks, I think that's enough. I need you guys to have a goo one. Yeah, go ahead and have a goo. And enjoy this holiday season. And we'll have a bunch of... I'm trying to think of movies that are coming out. And Come on, come on. Yeah, I want to see that. Don't look up. Yeah. Um, the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, March, there's. I might see West Side Story just so I can oh, bother you with a nice long review of Jesus. it. Jesus, who's who's dragging you to that? <laughs> the fans getting your dick sucked in the theater. I hope. <laughs> Fuck. He's in. Folks, have a go. Thank you,